Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today's video is going to be a compilation. I know, I know. A lot of you don't like them. But I've been putting out new stories and content every single week. And it's been a while since I've done one of these. So I felt like it was okay. And these usually bring in a lot of new viewers as well. All that being said, I hope you all enjoyed this one. And if you want to send in your own scary story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. Also, because there's so many stories, I don't really know if there's any essay stories in here. So I guess if you want to just avoid it just to be safe, that might not be a bad idea. All that being said though, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. I was 21 years old during this time and I was in college, but I was looking for ways to fund my class expenses. I had asked around if there was any easy work that they could recommend for me. Luckily, my friend was working part-time in a pharmacy with an easy workload. So she recommended me to the boss and I was scheduled for an interview. The pharmacy was right in the heart of the Filipino community in Toronto, around Badhurst and Wilson. It was a small pharmacy owned by an elderly man and his family. I went in and I wore a casual outfit just an orange shirt and black jean skirt with flip-flops. When I went inside, the owner greeted me and he asked me to go to the office for the interview. Looking around, the pharmacy had also served as a mini convenience store, with the back end of the store serving as the pharmacy itself. My job was to handle the checkout for the convenience store, but also handle the medications if there's no one at the till. Needless to say, I got the job and I was scheduled to work the next week with my friend to train me for two days. The following week, I went in with my friend and she trained me while I followed her around the store. It was a good two days and she said that I was good to be left alone already and so that's what happened the next day. The next day was a Wednesday and I went to work very bright. I was nervous because I would handle the till in the pharmacy side by myself without my friend this time as well as the owner of the store. I arrived and checked in. Now, to check in, you have to go to the store office at the back of the store. I started to work, and everything was fine. I'm about 30 minutes in now. When things started to dwindle down, I noticed the owner looking at me, and he had then called me over. We started talking, and he asked me about my face, as I had acne at the time. He told me he had something he wanted to give me later. I just said okay and went back to the till because there was somebody there. After checking them out, I returned back to the office and he was there holding something. He gave me some cortisone cream and he explained what to do with it. I thanked him but I then paused as it seemed he had something else that he wanted to say to me. He then asked me to lean down as he was a few inches shorter than me. And I did. 
He then suddenly grabbed me, seemingly for a hug, but then kissed me on the cheek. I was honestly shocked. My friend had told me that the owner was a friendly man, but I wasn't used to this level of friendliness. I mean, kissing on the cheek was normal, right? Well, at the time I thought it was. So I'm frozen and not knowing what to do, and I'm just standing there as he was pecking me on the cheek. When I felt it was too much, I started to pull back, but he wouldn't let me go. I was frozen. It was a miracle that someone then came in, because he then pushed me away. Somebody's here, he said, as if I was the one who initiated this. I then went to the till, still shaken up a bit. The ointment clutched in my hand. I then looked around for a camera. There were two cameras, but unfortunately, all of them were pointed at the pharmacy, none towards the office. There was no way of getting evidence about what happened. I then kept on wondering if what just happened was real. Should I report it? Was it harassment? So I decided to get evidence. I tried calling my friend and keep her on the phone. She didn't answer, so I decided to try an audio recording and I hid my phone in my pocket. Well, the owner called me to the back of the office yet again, and I was ready, just praying that my phone wouldn't stop recording, as I only had a little bit of phone memory at the time. I had stopped by the doorway of the office, so that I was within the bounds of the store's camera. He got frustrated, and he pulled me in the office, and resumed what he was doing. I waited for a few seconds to try and push away, but for some reason, I was just frozen. I knew this wasn't right. He then initiated to pull back, and he started caressing my cheek and chin. He went on saying that I was really beautiful, and that he could give me gifts and medication for my acne. I just said nothing, and I waited until I could return back to the till. I went back to the till, my safe zone, and I then checked my phone for the recording. Wouldn't you know, it stopped recording just a few seconds in. There wasn't enough memory on the phone, it said. Frustrated, I needed to record something, then go to the police. I mean, surely they'll help me out, right? I had another chance to record the afternoon within the bounds of the store camera. I had started asking him why he was giving me gifts, hoping he would then say something that was more than enough evidence. He played it safe, but there was a portion that said to ask him for anything, and he'd give it to me, and that can serve as my evidence. When I went back home later in the day, I checked my recording, but I was shocked to find that the audio wasn't clear. It was a garbled mess. I was lost. I didn't know what to do at this point. My friend called me back, asking why I called her. I explained what happened, and she said it was weird, that that never happened to her or any of the other co-workers. After the call, I was then thinking to myself, did my friend even believe me? Would the police believe me? I don't even have evidence of this happening. I just felt really dirty, and then no one would believe me. Now, you're probably all thinking that after all this, I surely would have left. But I didn't. My family was lacking funds, and I really needed to stay for school expenses without asking them for help. I stayed for three months, enduring the harassment for only three days, as I'd finally had enough and I decided to be unpleasant to the owner. He stopped giving me gifts one month in, and he decided to fire me after three months. It was his son who did the talking, saying that I should have smiled more often in the store, and that I should have been more pleasant. I wanted so badly to tell the son what happened, but 
I just couldn't find the words. Though I wasn't the one who quit, I felt relief that I was out. I was free. For those who are wondering, the store is still there, still open, with the same old man and his cursed family. My name is Suri, and I'm 17 years old. I always went with my mom to help her do her grocery shopping, and we usually always went to our local Walmart, and still do to this day. During the beginning of 2020, every place always created some sort of social distancing system to try and reduce the chances of spreading COVID. My local Walmart did this by closing one side of the store's entrance and keeping the other side open. The entrance and exit's automatic doors were separated by cones and police tape. One day, my mom, older brother, and baby brother and I all went together to shop. After I helped my mom with the groceries, she'd let me go off to wander around. She wasn't really worried since I was 14 at the time, and for the most part, I could take care of myself. I had worked for some money, and I wanted to buy some incense sticks. So I went to where they were, grabbed a few that I liked, and I then met up with my mom and brothers. While we were waiting in line to pay for our stuff, my baby brother started to whine and became impatient. My mom then gave my older brother her car keys, and she told him to go wait in the car for us. Also during this time, I had extreme social anxiety, and when my mom's groceries were almost done being scanned, I had started to become nervous. I asked her if she could pay for my stuff for me, but she said no, as she wanted me to learn to talk to people and start being more social. While she was paying, I began to notice the feeling of being watched, as I'm also a really paranoid person. I turned around and I saw a tall white old man that wore worn down worker clothes. This seemed to have not been washed, as his shirt had many stains on it. He had a mask that was white, and it was also circular with yellow straps, kind of like what painters wear, which I assumed as he also had white paint on his jeans. He had thin gray hair on the sides of his head and slicked hair that was placed over his bald spot. His face was really oily and dirty. I looked away as he gave me a weird smile that made me feel creeped out. My mom then told me that she was going to the car and she'd wait for me there as my baby brother cried a lot whenever he was away from my mom. I said okay and I nervously handed my stuff to the cashier. I had accidentally gave her too much money as my anxiety made me panic. She handed me my receipt and I started to walk quickly to the doors to leave. Before I could hand my receipt to a Walmart employee to look at it, I heard a voice close behind me, then say, Oh, don't worry. I saw her pay. She didn't steal anything. I turned to look up, and it was the same man from before, now behind me. He looked me up and down, and then laughed. The old lady with the receipt laughed too, and I awkwardly chuckled. I realized at that moment that he was so quick with paying for his own stuff that he was able to catch up with me. The lady handed back my receipt, and I quickly walked out the doors. I paused and I looked out into the parking lot, as I always have trouble trying to remember where my mom parks her car. Well, as I'm standing there, I hear his voice yet again. Hey, you know they're making a social distance for the coronavirus, right? I turned to look at him in shock as I then began thinking to myself why he persisted to follow me so fast and why the hell he wanted to make conversation with me. I didn't know what to do, so I just replied back with, Yeah, I know. 
very quietly. I then turned back to the parking lot and I saw my mom pulling up to the front of the entrance walkway. I walk quickly to her car and the man follows behind me until he then finally goes into a complete different direction when he saw me going towards my mom. My mom then asked me what the man was telling me and she told me to tell her before he can run away. I told her he was talking to me about the whole social distancing thing and nothing bad but he was following me and really creeping me out. I then looked over to the man who was still in the parking lot and he was now staring at me while I was explaining to my mom what had happened. And look, I know it's going to sound cliche as hell, but he then entered a white van that had a ladder strapped to the top of it. Nothing else ended up happening, and it was really just a creepy and bizarre encounter at the end of the day, but it really made me hyper aware of my surroundings even more. This happened during August of 2021, and I was 16. This time, however, it was only me and my mom. Whenever it's just the two of us, we tend to go look at the women's clothing section to see if there's any nice clothes. During this particular day, I was lazy, and I was dressed in sweats, in an oversized t-shirt, and I had a messy bun at the time. I had already found some really nice clothes that I liked. I tried them on, and I placed them in our shopping cart. My mom had some clothes that she wanted to try on as well, so I waited for her with our cart. For a little context, the dressing room is like a big cube with white walls, and the middle of it has a walkway where the doors to the rooms are located at. Outside of the walls, there's more clothes hung up. I was waiting on the left side of the wall, and I had rested my arms on the cart while looking down at my phone, going through my Instagram. For my peripheral vision, I had saw some shoes walking past me, but I didn't really think too much about it at first, until I noticed them walking past me back and forth a few more times. Being a paranoid person even till now, I knew something was up. I looked to the direction of the person, and I noticed that they seemed to look around my age, or maybe a little older. It was a redhead with glasses. It's gonna sound weird, but I pretended I was taking a selfie, but I'd actually took a photo of him just in case he did anything. I think he had noticed as he then went to where I couldn't see him anymore. I thought that that was it and that that was the end of it, and I just went back to my phone. I then felt like I was being stared at again literally like a minute later, and I knew it was him. I looked up and he was sort of hiding behind a rack of clothing as if I wasn't going to see him there. Seeing that was a first, it really scared the hell out of me. I grabbed the handle of my shopping cart and I had pulled it to the right side of the dressing room wall to put some distance between us. And as I did so, I heard quick footsteps from behind me. This made me tense as I prepared for the worst, but I had then heard his footsteps stop and slow down as he saw me and then only moved a few feet and now walk away. I then went to the door where my mom was dressing in to ask if she was almost done. She said yes and while I was in the doorway, I saw him walk past yet again, and he was staring in my direction the entire time. I didn't see him again after that until I was with my mom after she was done, and I was telling her about what happened while we were walking out of the clothing area. And speak of the devil, I then see him again walking towards my direction, now with someone else right beside him. They looked like his older brother, and he was actually shopping, compared to his much creepier sibling. As I walked past him, I had a look of shock, 
and he gave me the most spine-chilling smile I'd ever seen. I was 16, but it happened during early 2022. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I was only with my mom again, and we were walking out of an aisle, and we had accidentally bumped into a tall black man that was trying to enter the one we were exiting. We apologized, and he said to not worry, and we were continuing to turn to the next aisle. As we did so, he then asks, How are you ladies doing today? I turned back to look at him because it sounded as if it was directed towards us. And it was, because he was staring right at me and my mom. We're doing just fine, I said, kind of confused as to why he would even talk to us like that when our backs were turned away from him, and we didn't even know this guy. I kind of had a gut feeling that he was a major creep, and I was right as he kept following us for like three more aisles. I then spoke to my mom in Spanish, telling her that he keeps following us, and she responded back, saying that she noticed too. I was so done and frustrated having to deal with so many creepers before in that same Walmart. I then turned around and just glared at him angrily, and it seemed to work, as we didn't see him again after that. So yeah, that's my three stories of my creepy encounters at Walmart. Hopefully, I won't have to send in any more. I work the night shift in a retail store stocking shelves. During the shift, two things had happened that left even the manager very baffled. The first is we all heard static over the speaker system. It was like someone had hit the button on their walkie, but all we heard was some sort of demonic sounds in the background. It almost sounded like screaming but very distant and hellish. It was very off-putting, and it was around midnight when it happened. The second incident happened a few minutes after 3 a.m. My coworker and I were walking back to our areas after lunch, and we heard the sound of someone picking up the phone over the speaker system. The next thing we all hear is the voice of a little girl, then saying, Hello? Anybody there? Then the sound of the phone hanging up, and then silence. Our manager didn't even know what was going on, and no one said it was them, nor did anyone laugh. When I returned to my area, I looked at my phone, and I noticed the date. Now, I'm not really a believer of the supernatural, but it was Friday the 13th, and only a few minutes after 3am. So, take this with a grain of salt. I never truly believed that it was a weird day before, but I do now. There's been no explanation as to what happened with either of these events. If there was actually a kid stuck in the store that night, I hope they're okay. I was 18 years old and I just moved into my new apartment with my best friend in a totally new city. I grew up in the country my whole life, so living in a city was kind of a strange feeling for me. I had really bad social anxiety so I'd always avoid going to the grocery store during the day as much as possible. On this night, 
I decided to head out at around 1.30 a.m. to go get some things that we needed for our place. I drove into an almost empty Walmart. There were maybe about five cars in total in the parking lot, so I was pretty happy to avoid any social interaction with anyone. The moment I walked into the store, two men took notice of me. They were just standing there watching me as I then grabbed a card and headed towards the produce section. They were situated next to the women's bathroom. My thought at the time was they must have checked out and they're about to head to their car. I could feel their eyes on me as I shopped until I saw out of the corner of my eye them leaving the building. I sighed with relief. My biggest fear at the time was that they'd aggressively try to ask me for my number or harass me throughout the store. They just had that vibe to them. I purposely took a little longer than usual shopping for my items. I just wanted to make sure that they were actually long gone before I left the store. I just had a feeling. I checked out and at this point I was probably one of the only customers in the store. The moment I exited the store, I had noticed I had a car right next to mine that wasn't there before. It was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. I knew that because my family had the same car back in the 90s. I then noticed those same two men I saw earlier standing next to it and smoking a cigarette. My heart just sank for a moment and I thought, should I go back inside? Should I ask someone to walk me to my car? What the fuck do I do? I decided that I didn't want to embarrass myself over nothing, so I decided to risk it. Not my smartest idea ever. As I briskly walked back to my truck, I thought that maybe if I smiled at them and act real nice, they won't try anything funny. I walked over to my car, seemingly very confident in myself, and just gave the men a little smile. That's when one of them looked straight at me, and then said, It's a quiet night. I know that he said those words to scare me, so I picked up my pace even more. Right when I thought I was about to be attacked, a lovely customer then left the building. I was so relieved. I ran real fast to my car and locked the door. I swear that I did this in lightning speed. The men had jumped in their car right away too. I drove off as fast as I could and I realized they had taken off behind me too. All I wanted to do was go home, but I didn't want them to know where I lived. So I just kept driving down really weird roads, all while they followed me. I then had a brilliant thought that I would park my car in the police station's parking lot. And sure enough, they turned down another road. I sat there for a while, called my roommate, and I told her all about what had happened to me. I made sure as I drove home that no cars were following me. The next morning, I was at work when my roommate called me over. She looked completely spooked. She asked if the waitress would retell me what she had just told her. It turns out, the next town over, only 10 minutes away from where I lived, at 3 a.m. in another Walmart parking lot, a girl was attacked and grabbed. From what I was told, she had fought really hard to break free from their grasp while they tried to force her into their car. She had kicked and screamed until someone from the Walmart came out of the store, and the guys then hopped in their car and sped off. I asked the waitress if she remembered anything about what car they drove, and sure enough, it was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. A few weeks ago, I drove to my local Target to do my favorite hobby, buy shit I don't need. The area this Target is located in has always been pretty safe, but just a little before this incident, 
there was a car robbery in the same shopping center parking lot. Someone was held at gunpoint and then forced to hand over their car, but the guy who stole it was caught and no one was injured. Anyways, the parking lot was fairly empty, which was pretty uncommon for it being a Friday afternoon. As I pulled into the parking spot right outside the store, just a few spots away, I saw a bald man dressed in a black hoodie and jeans, then approached two women probably in their mid-thirties as they were packing their groceries into their car. I thought this was a little suspicious, so I kept my eyes on them as I then turned off my car and placed my keys in my bag. They were probably chatting for about 10 seconds until the man reached out and grabbed one of the lady's arms. She quickly pulled away and both women then got in their car. As they started to back up, the man moved to the side and looked over at me. As soon as we made eye contact, all I could think was, oh fuck. I'm an 18 year old female and I barely have the strength of a small hamster. Therefore, if the man tried anything with me, I would have a very difficult time fighting back. The man was momentarily blocked from my view as the car with the two ladies backed out of the space and then drove away. As soon as I broke brief eye contact, I grabbed my phone from my cup holder and pretended to look busy. Not even two seconds after opening my phone, there was a loud bang on my window. I quickly looked up and I was then met with the man's face not even five inches away from my driver's side window. I just stared at him like a deer in the headlights, not knowing what to do. He hit my window again and then yelled, Roll down the window! My car was already off at this point and there was no way I was going to find my keys, turn on my car, and then open my window to talk to this man. I shook my head no, and he hit my window yet again, then saying, Please, I just want to ask you a question. Now, I'm an avid lover of horror story channels on YouTube, and I've heard enough stories to know this situation definitely wasn't safe. I instinctively blurted out no to him, as he stared at me through the glass with a hateful gaze. Then out of frustration, he smacked my window a few more times and then yelled, Well, whatever then, you fucking bitch! And he then turned around, smacking the hood of the car next to me and walked away. I was in absolute shock of what had just happened and I sat in my car for probably about 15 minutes before I finally felt safe enough to walk into the Target. Nothing happened after that and I reported what happened to a Target employee who said they would alert security. Thankfully, I still had a pleasant time roaming around Target and buying unnecessary shit. This didn't happen directly to me, but from my father's experience. I'm a 33-year-old female, and this happened back when I was around four years old. My parents had taken my two-year-old sister and me to our local Target because my mom wanted to get us some new swimming suits for the summertime. As my mom took my sister and me into the fitting room, my dad had waited for us in the kids' clothing section. He then noticed a man from my father's guess around mid to late 20s standing by himself near the girls' swimming suit section. The man was hunched over in a very awkward position. It was then that my dad realized that this man was fucking masturbating while holding on to some of the swimsuits on the racks. My dad then said that he immediately felt angered and outraged at this. He thought right away of his daughters and wife that were in the fitting rooms, no more than a few feet away from this sick fucking man. And, well, 
His protective instincts then took over. He marched right up to the man, and he then shouted at him that he's a disgusting piece of shit. The man looked startled and actually fell down, now completely exposed. Another shopper saw what was happening and alerted a store associate. The police were called, and the man was arrested. Not the scariest story I know, but it just goes to show you how very real these sort of predators are. I'm really thankful my dad was there, and that me and my sister weren't the ones running into this demented sicko. Parents, this goes without saying, but always be vigilant around your children. Predators and pedophiles are always looking for their opportunity to take advantage of a child who's left unguarded. You can never be too careful when it comes to the safety of your child. To clarify, I'm 16 years old and non-binary. I look younger than 16 due to my baby face and for me being small. So this happened today early in the morning. My dad decided to go to Target to get groceries and usually when I go to Target with him, I separate from him to look around the store, usually their clothes or books and collectibles. So this is what I did when I got in there. I decided to look at the clothes in the front of the store by the checkout lines. I didn't see anything I liked, so I go to the back of the store where the technology toys and book section is. I start from going to the collectible area to see if there's anything I liked. I kept walking around and looking through the aisles. And I noticed this six-foot man with slicked-back black hair. He had a big scruffy beard and roundish glasses, and he looked like he was in his early 30s. He was wearing an AMPM work shirt, which I thought was a bit weird, but I just ignored it since it was early in the morning, and I thought that maybe he had to work after this. I noticed after a bit that he would randomly pop up to wherever I was, and it was kind of weird, but I didn't think too much into it. After a bit of time of me looking around, I decided to go walk around the kids' toy section to see if he was following me. And to my horror, I realized he was, since I'd walk through the aisles, and he would just always pop up right in front of me or to the side of me. I'm also very awkward, and I really don't like confrontation at all, and so I try to avoid social interaction most of the time. I walk through the middle aisle and stop. And then the same guy who's been following me stopped as well. And he then said to me, You look cute. Why don't you do a photo shoot with me for $2.50? I had frozen up and I started fidgeting. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I said to try and make him go away. But he just kept on persisting and saying different prices to make me say yes. At one point he had stated, Are you nervous? During this whole time, I didn't know what to do, and I was really uncomfortable. At one point, he had asked me if I was here by myself. I said no, but by this time, alarm bells were really going off in my head, but I didn't know how to get away from the situation. He then said something along the lines of, Do you have Snapchat or Instagram? Why don't you add me? I really debated on saying yes or no, but my shyness got the best of me. And I then said to him, Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. So I showed him it, and he typed it in his phone and followed me. He then told me that my username was cute, which was kind of weird because it was just a random username. But I know what you're all thinking. Why the hell did you give it to him? 
Well, I panicked. I couldn't say no, due to me just not being able to say no because of my nervousness. After this, he went on again about the photo shoot, and he then stated it'll be below the face, which I thought was really weird because it was pretty damn obvious I was a minor, so I just said I'll think about it. There was a long moment of silence, and he then said, Well, did you think about it? And I didn't say anything. After a couple of minutes of him trying to convince me to say yes, he said, If you think about doing it, just snap or text me. I then walked away and started panicking, and I then sat down on one of the bottom shelves in the book aisles. I just sat there panicking and looking around. I saw my dad, and I walked over to him since he was done getting everything. I didn't tell him what happened due to being scared of what he might say to me. When we checked out, I thought it was really weird that when we went to the checkout lines, the man was nowhere to be seen at this point, which was really weird to me. We left shortly after, and I decided to block him since. This is where the story ends. If the man ever sees this, I hope we don't meet again. In the summer of 2017, I had moved to Texas from the East Coast. Being a night owl, I'd often go on really long walks during the late nights. I was heading home on one walk when I passed by the 24-7 Walmart. I decided to go inside and grab some snacks when a group of about six addicts greeted me. They are playing around with the shop crafters and games within the entranceway. I managed to avoid them, but I noticed a few of them staring me down as I entered the store. I told one of the two cashiers working in the front all about them, and then one of them informed me that security was in the way. I went around, grabbed enough snacks to last the night and the morning, and then started to head towards the second entrance to avoid those addicts. But unfortunately, three of them had come to the second entrance, still causing a nuisance. Seeing them staring at me, I turned around and bought three extra items. A backpack to carry my food and other items, a baseball bat, and finally, a flashlight, for a reason I'll disclose in a little bit. Anyway, I'm trying to walk out of the store. Baseball in hand, slung over my shoulder. There were two girls and one guy. One girl was busy just staring into space. The second slowly reaching towards my backpack, followed by the guy. I take my bat, and basically stab it into the girl's chest, making her cry in pain and double back. The guy rushes at me until I then raise my bat, prepared to swing at him. He flumps on the ground, arms raised to protect him if I attack. I left him trembling on the ground near his friend before rushing out of the store, thinking the other three members were still at the first entrance. I decided to take the back way to my house. Now, I got the flashlight because the back way to my house was under construction, with only earth and two streetlights in the area. So I circle the site when I hear random scuffling. I keep my flashlight aimed ahead, but I can then see a shape moving through the darkness right towards me. The closer I got to my apartment, the closer the visage got towards me. So I spun around and aimed the light into the shadows, shining at the third addict who was staring into space from earlier. She glares at me and starts cursing me for attacking her friends. I swiftly back away towards one of the street lights. Once underneath it, I put away my flash and gripped the bat with both of my hands, while screaming at her to back the fuck off. 
the angry woman doesn't listen, and she rushes at me like she's a rabid animal. As soon as she got in range, I smashed the bat full force right into her forehead. The woman drops onto her back, knocked down by the blow. I then use my flashlight for double checking for danger before booking it back home. A few days later, I went back to the Walmart during the night, carrying my three items with me just in case. So, the cashier from the night before told me that after I left, cops came and arrested five of the group. Apparently, they were on crack and they went into the Walmart high off their mind. The thing that really bugs me to this day is the girl that I knocked out seemingly wasn't caught. So, what the hell happened with her? Without being specific, I live in southern Canada in a relatively decent-sized city, but one that has always felt safe to me. I mean, it is Canada, right? I've always had an interest in true crime, and I've always been aware of my surroundings, hence my post here. It was a beautiful day, winter was coming to an end, and as a last-minute decision, I decided I needed a hair product that I could only get at my local Walmart. Me being 20, I drove myself and I parked my car and got out, walking towards the Walmart. As I'm walking, I hear a man out of nowhere calling, Ma'am! Hey, ma'am! It's a man in his 50s to 60s with glasses. He then approaches me, asking how I like my car, because his son was thinking about getting the same one. Fair enough, but not really, as I drive a common Ford car. I answer him, and he then pinches my coat as someone pulls out of their spot. He goes on to tell me how I should always be locking my doors from the inside before I get out. Because someone got some of their stuff stolen, and that I have to be safe as a girl, blah blah blah. He grabbed my coat again, and continued about the story. I was being polite, and I thought that maybe he was just a too friendly old man. My parents did raise me to be polite. I was just looking forward to making it into the store. A second man then approaches the first man, wearing a black baseball cap. And he looked older, definitely in his 60s. They were now chatting with each other, as if they just happened to run into each other. I thought it was a natural occurrence, until they continued walking together, not saying anything, while the first man continues on his conversation with me, or at least he tried to. The first man put his arm out, kind of like in the gesture of go through the door first. So I did, not thinking anything of it even though the store was three people wide easily. I was getting a tad nervous at this point, and I walked in the store really quickly. I made a direct ride into the themed aisles, and I speed walked down to the shampoo aisle, which wasn't that far. I also only had to turn down one of the aisles to find it, so I hadn't been pursuing down aisles looking. I knew exactly where to go when I was grabbing. I was down the aisle for less than five seconds when that first man suddenly walked down the aisle. I looked up, and a sick feeling invaded my body. My fight or flight then kicked in. I grabbed the thing I wanted and hurried towards the cash registers. I then picked a female to cash me out, just in case I would have to say something. I'm in line now, behind only one man, and I look behind me to see that it's the second man who the first man ran into right before entering the store. He was now walking back and forth all along the checkouts, watching me with nothing in his hands. Keep in mind, 
I was literally in the store for less than five minutes. As I cash out my things, I say to the one cashier over the second man who was now watching me, cashing out a pack of gum. He finished cashing out first, and then just stood there on the path towards my only exit. It was as if he was waiting for someone, even though he never initially entered the store with this man. They just happened to run into each other, and as far as I could tell, they weren't shopping together. I contemplate my next move, and instead of asking the cashier for help, I figured these two older men depended on the sneak attack, rather than being able to catch someone, so I book it. Also, don't do this like I did. You should always pay attention to your surroundings. But I speed down my best friend in tears as I'm running to my car, frantically telling her I'm being followed. The two men are following me, and I don't know what to do. I make it to my car and get in, lock all of the doors, and I don't see the first man's truck parked around me anymore. I obviously took the long way home, making sure I wasn't being followed. I'm often kept up at night, wondering what could have happened to me. I live in a border city, easy access to the highway. It's really easy to think about me ending up another face plastered to a billboard. Thank God that never happened. I was a manager at a Target and had a really horrible experience with a customer one time. I always found the situation very strange. For the most part, customers are very pleasant and not all that bad in comparison to some other places. I have worked with the public my entire adult life and people can be absolutely horrible sometimes, but they were a little bit better at Target. In the few years that I've worked there, I never once had to call security or physically escort someone off the premises. I only once ever had to call the police on someone, and I would actually make the case that he was only a target to creep on girls, so I'm not even sure that really counts. But anyway, I digress. My story with that guy was actually really interesting, and I feel a weird combination of anger and sympathy for this one kid. He must have been about 19 or 20 years old, really tall, one of the weirdest looking kids I've ever seen, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way or anything. He was just really strange looking. It probably made life for him really difficult. So I can at least understand where he was coming from when he did what he did. Absolutely doesn't justify it or anything, but I can understand him at least if that makes sense. Anyways, it all started on a usual afternoon. I had just gotten off the phone with corporate, and if you're wondering, yeah, it's always a nightmare. I was looking forward to doing some inventory checks and whatnot. The store had been awfully busy that week. I had a customer who wanted to speak with me. I went out to talk with her, and she told me about an employee who had been inappropriate with her. I guess one of our people was helping her decide on clothes and was standing a little too close to the dressing room door. Honestly, she struck me as a drama queen. I kind of just brushed it off and I told her we'd look into it and make sure our employees don't do anything like that again. But when you're a manager, you hear complaints like that all the time. And a good chunk of them are from people who just want a free item or discount or something. I got another complaint that day from another customer. This one made me a little more intrigued. It was from someone who looked like she came from a wealthy home. Probably not looking for a handout here. She said that one of our employees had felt her up while she was looking at clothes. Now, that set off some alarm bells, 
because that meant that one of my workers was physically creeping on customers on the job. I told her I would look into it, and I called the meeting before everyone went home. I explained the situation, and I said that whoever was responsible to come into my office and have a chat with me, that I would go easy on them if they admitted to doing it without forcing me to look into it. My personal philosophy is that people know when they do wrong, and they just want an opportunity to right their wrongs. So I tried to give it to them, but everyone went home. No one admitted anything, and that was when it was on. We couldn't look at the security camera footage in the area, because all of this had been going on near the dressing rooms. The closest security camera we have is on the outside rack of the clothes, but it doesn't give us very much indication of just what's going on near the dressing rooms. I asked one of my favorite employees to try and keep an eye on that area over there, and he told me he would. Two days went by, and he didn't see anything. I didn't get any more complaints either. Very strange. Of course, it wasn't very long before we had another complaint. I then asked the woman what the employee looked like. She forgot the name on the tag, but she told me that it was a tall skinny guy with weird looking glasses. And right off the bat, I knew it wasn't anyone on my team. We didn't have a skinny guy with glasses. And immediately, I knew that we were dealing with someone pretending to be an employee. I gave a heads up to my team and had everyone on the lookout. I remember getting a text message from one of my female team members. She told me that she had spotted someone like that over by the clothing section. I immediately went over there to look around. But before I did, I made sure to put on my jacket around my uniform. That way it wouldn't be obvious I was the manager looking to bust this guy. I spotted him. This kid stuck out like a sore thumb. At first, I was worried I would be dealing with some middle-aged creep. I kind of felt bad when I realized this was some high school or college kid just being a weirdo. He was wearing what looked like a Target uniform. If you look close enough, you could tell it was fake. But I guess the average customer doesn't really know the difference. I then walked over to him and I asked him to see me in my office. The look of terror on his face that then washed over him in that moment was unforgettable. He wasn't trying to run or anything, and I brought him in and set him down. From what I could tell, he was an otherwise really good kid. He was going to the local community college, had good grades, went to church, the whole nine yards. I asked him why he was doing this, and he said it was because no girls in his college would ever date him. I tried to explain to him that being a creep to strangers by impersonating a target employee isn't the answer. I told him I could call the police and actually have him arrested for what he was doing. But I told him I wouldn't though. I know having something like that on your record can really mess up your life. And I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. After all, he hadn't really done anything horribly bad in the store. He seemed like he got the memo. Well, he didn't though. It must have been about two or three months later that I got another report about something like that. Apparently, this woman was looking for a new sweater, and a Target employee kissed her on the cheek. My mind then jumped to the only thing I could think of, and I called the police. I was really willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he had dug his own hole here. He was in the same area doing the same exact thing as before. I don't know what happened to him after the fact. But what I can tell you is that one of the cops recognized him. I guess this wasn't the first time that he was being a creep in clothing stores pretending to be an employee. 
but other than that one weird kid, the people at Target are normally very okay people. So, a little background info before I start my story. I was fresh out of high school and started working at a big chain retail store around 2008, which I won't name for privacy reasons. When I was 19, I was working as a cashier, and this man who I guess was in his early 50s got into my line. He had very little hair, was a bit overweight. His cheeks were always rosy, like he had some sort of condition, or he was coming off being drunk or something, and overall, had the nerdy slob appearance about him. I can't remember his name, so for the sake of the story, we'll call him Kane. Kane had only a few items to ring up, so I went through his order rather quickly, and he just kept staring at me like I was a celebrity or something. I found it odd, but didn't think too much of it, and was polite to him as I was trained to be by the store. He then says to me in a voice that was low, and almost like he was aroused or something, You're very beautiful. How old are you? I am honest to a fault. A blessing and a curse, I think. And I tell him my age. If only I'd known then what I had started, I'd have told him not to ask me that and to leave me alone. But I was a dumb teenager, I guess. He asked me for my number, but I declined, saying I don't have my phone on me, and that I only gave out my number if I had my parents okay, or if it was an extreme emergency. He insisted, but I still refused. He left my line only when a lady came up behind him with a cart, and he told me to think it over. Over the next week or so, Kane kept coming in on days I was working the register. He kept asking for my number, and a lot of things then I found really weird and creepy like what sort of candy I liked, what sort of things I was into in my spare time, etc. I told my mom and dad about it, but my dad just told me to toughen up and not worry about it, that he didn't have no whim for a daughter. Really, dad? But my mom, bless her for being the amazing mama bear she is, told me that if he kept at it, to report him to the management so that they could keep an eye on him. Well, I took her advice and I told our assistant manager... Unfortunately, our assistant manager was the world's biggest prick, and he said that unless Kane tried to physically do something to me, they couldn't do anything. What a jerk. Kane would keep coming in and only going to my register, even if I had a long line. He'd wait for me and ignore all the other cashiers when they tell him they were free to ring up his order. One time I heard him say, I only want to go to her. She's the best one. Not sounding stalkerish to them, but just as a customer who had their favorite cashier. If I had a day off and went into the store for something since we lived near the store, he'd ask me when I was working. If I told him I was off of work, he'd literally asked when I worked next. One time when I asked why I wanted to know, he said, I love you so much and I always want to be around you. You're just so sexy, smart, and kind. I can't go to anyone else but you. He then tried to hug me, but I backed away and then ran to an aisle to get away from him. But then the day came that I knew he was a legit creeper, and I needed to get away from him in the store forever. One particular afternoon, about two years after I'd first encountered Kane, he came into the liquor department of our store. I was manning the register, and when I saw him pushing his cart of things to the small register I was at, 
I froze. This creep was literally going out of his way to come into the part of the store that he never entered, all because he'd seen me as he was looking for a place to check out. He made a beeline to me and started to talk to me, opening with, There's my girl, waiting for me like always. His girl? I don't think so. I wasn't and never would be his. A little side note, I had taken to wearing a ring on my left ring finger to try and deter him. It was a ring my then boyfriend from high school had given me as a birthday gift. Inexpensive, but lovely nonetheless. Kay never took notice of it for a long time, until this day, he saw it on my hand and said in shock, Do you have a boyfriend? I thought, finally he notices I'm not interested, and I told him that I did and I was very happy with him. Instead of wishing me well, or leaving like a child that had gotten a toy taken away, he leaned in and said, Fuck him, he'll never treat you the way I can. I can give you everything you'd ever want. I must have you as mine. Leave your boyfriend and come live with me. We can leave tonight after your shift. At this point, I'm internally having a panic attack and wanting to scream for help. I simply say in a shaky voice that I can't, and he then tells me that I'd make a perfect wife for him. What in the absolute fuck? He then leaves after I hand him his receipt, but not before kissing my hand and saying, See you soon, honey. I sanitized that hand about five times and washed it twice more with soap and water, yet I still felt violated and dirty. When my mom arrived to pick me up, I was scared to go to her car. What if he grabbed me? What if he hurt my mom? Thankfully, I made it home safe, and Kane wasn't telling us. I told my mom everything in tears as she drove us home. She was shocked, and we decided enough was enough that I was going to put in my two-week notice and leave. Fortunately, I'd been job searching for a while before this day, and I'd received an offer for a cashiering job at a different and much smaller company store way closer to our new house. We had moved a few months prior, and the drive to my workplace had gone from a 15-minute drive to about an hour, and since I don't drive to having mild cerebral palsy, which also messes with my eye-to-hand coordination response time, my parents have to drive me to and from work. I had accepted immediately once they called me to start on April 2nd, which just so happened to be my grandmother's birthday. I know, talk about a double gift, right? I never told Kane about leaving, and I swore my few friends there to secrecy about it, that I didn't want this creep to follow me to my new job and continue to torture me. On the 1st of April, which was my very last day, I had just handed over my badge, vest, and associate discount card to the manager and had said all my goodbyes to my friends and coworkers, and was down to the main drag to get to the doors to my mom's car. My freedom was only about 50 steps away when Kane then appeared. I froze, but only for a moment when I realized this would be our very last encounter ever. I continued walking and he stopped me. Our conversation went as follows. Hi, sweetheart. What register are you on today? Oh, I just finished my shift. Oh, too bad. When are you working again? I'll get here early and maybe take you to lunch or something. This fucking creep. He really didn't know how to take a hint. I told him I didn't remember and that I'd just see him when I was on again. Once he walked away, I bolted to my mom's car and she drove us home. I cried 
but not out of fear, but out of relief. I was free, liberated from that store, and of the creeper that made six out of my eight years at that store absolutely hell. I was never returning there again. The new job was great, and I spent five happy years there before moving out of state. I still reflect on those eight years on rare occasions, and my mind will always remember the 50-something nerdy slob that was Kane, my stalker at the grocery store. From 2016 to 2020, I worked for one of the largest grocery stores slash retail chains in the Midwest. I started as an hourly clerk and worked my way up to assistant store manager. The story I'm about to tell you happened in 2019, when I had already been promoted to assistant manager. I'm a female, and I was 26 years old at the time. I will share a little bit about the role, as it will play into the story later on. As an assistant manager, I worked all sorts of crazy hours. I worked first, second, and third shifts, weekends, holidays, etc. If you can think of it, I worked it. I managed different departments, helped customers, handled merchandise, and dealt with human resources tasks. For the most part, I enjoyed the job. One of the few things I didn't like, though, was being moved from store to store. The company would keep you at one particular store for one to two years, and then move you to another store at random. You have no say in which store they move you to, which sucks. Little did I know that the one thing I didn't like would be the best thing to happen to me while I worked there. Now onto the story. In the summer of 2018, I was moved from a very nice store to help manage a somewhat ghetto store in my city. Around that same time, I found out I was pregnant with my first child. It was a double whammy to say the least. Half of the customers at this store were awful. I had rotten seafood thrown in my face because I wouldn't do a refund. One of my front-end clerks was robbed at gunpoint, and I saw a customer poop on the floor, and much more. These are all stories for another time, though. Despite these adventurous events, the worst of my time at the store started when my pregnant belly began to show. It was early January 2019, and I was around 30 weeks pregnant. I remember I was stocking produce when a man in his 50s or 60s then approached me, asking for help. He had a gray beard, was overweight, he wore grungy clothes, and his hair was greasy. When I turned around to greet him, he immediately noticed my belly and then said, Wow, you're pregnant. Me being friendly, I told him, Yeah, I'm having a little girl, and I'm very excited about it. Well, congratulations, he said. After that short exchange, I helped him find his items, and he was on his way. I interact with so many customers that I just put it out of my mind. A couple of days later, I was closing the store when I saw that same man yet again. He approached me, and he asked me how I was doing. I said I was doing well, just tired, and that I was ready to get off my feet. That's when he started to ask me questions about myself. Like where I lived, how old I was, where I graduated high school and college, etc. I answered everything honestly until he asked me which hospital I would be delivering at. For some reason, that question was odd to me 
what 50-year-old man asks that? It then dawned on me that I shouldn't have answered all of his personal questions. I excused myself from the customer, telling him I had to get back to work and to have a nice night. After that second encounter, I noticed that he would come to the store every day, but that he would only approach me at night when the store was pretty much empty. He would only have a couple of items in his cart. I tried to avoid him the best I could, but if he decided to ask for help, I couldn't turn away a customer. The next encounter I had with him was downright disgusting. When I was walking him down an aisle to find the item he was requesting, he said, You're having a girl, right? Yes, I am, I said. Well, your husband must have shot deep in order to get you a girl, he said. I stopped dead in my tracks, flabbergasted. I just stared at the man because no words could form in my mind. He then filled the silence by saying, Well, thanks for helping me. Have a great night. And walked away. I should have told my manager and the associates, but I let it go. For the next few weeks, I would see the man bun walk in the opposite direction or go into the back room where the grocery stock was held. The man caught on that I was avoiding him, so he started going to the front desk to ask for me directly for help. If the front desk called me saying that a customer needed me, I would describe the man to them. If it was him, I would tell the front desk I was busy and to handle his needs. I was very uncomfortable to say the least. By this point it was February and I was due next month. I was thankfully able to avoid interacting with the man even though I knew he was watching me. At least I avoided speaking to him. The last time I interacted with him was the worst and I was beyond scared. It was just like the first time that I interacted with him. I was in the produce department, bag turned, and he said, Hey, excuse me. I turned around with a smile, but that quickly faded when I saw who it was. He said, You've been avoiding me. No, sir. We've just been busy the last few weeks. How can I help you? I said. He looked me up and down, and I kid you not, he said. Do you think your husband will still want you after you have the baby? Do you think you'll lose all that baby fat? In my mind, I was just like, dude, what the fuck? The customer then said, you know, I can take care of you and your baby girl. At that point, I had enough. I was once again speechless, but I was able to walk away this time. I went into the management office and I called my husband, who of course was like, what the fuck, and furious. I went home early because I was so upset. So, remember at the beginning of the story, when I shared that the company likes to move you to different stores? Well, shortly after that encounter, due to medical reasons, I was induced early and had my daughter. After my maternity leave was over in May, I was transferred to a much nicer store with normal customers. I never had an encounter like that again with a customer, and thankfully, I never saw that man again. In March 2020, I got a new job with another organization, and I've been there since. To that creepy 50-year-old man who stalked me, followed me, and harassed me during my pregnancy, I hope you never do that to anyone else again, pregnant or not. If you're a woman, please speak up if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable. I really wish I would have. 
Stay safe, everyone. Especially if you work in retail. There really are some crazies out there. This story takes place a little over three years ago, when I was 19 years old. My best friend and I were spending the day together shopping. We went to the closest mall to us for food, and whatever else we might find that was worth splurging on. Everything was going great throughout the day so far. I don't remember exactly what we did before this, but we ended up at the mall cafeteria for lunch. Now, for some context... The entire mall was pretty much dead. Both my friend and I worked part-time jobs to help get through school. It was a weekday, during November of 2019. Most people were at work or school, and we were off work and class for the day. Like I said, the entire mall was pretty much clear for us to enjoy it to ourselves. Except for a few families and some folks grabbing lunch. The cafeteria there is very large and populated by only my friend and I at this time. I remember sitting down with her at the far side of the food court, so that when we were done eating, we could dump our trays and walk right over to the open stores. As we eat, I had noticed a man approaching the cafeteria from the side of the mall that we were sitting closest to. At first, I didn't really pay attention to him, because after all, it is a public place. However, I grew overly cautious when the man then picked his place to sit. He sat three or four tables away from us. Keep in mind, this cafeteria is very large. He could have sat anywhere, even by the beautiful fireplace couch seating area. But no, he chose a particularly close table to us. I shrugged it off as I didn't want to assume the worst of a stranger just minding their own. After a minute or so, I noticed that he wasn't minding his own. I felt his eyes on us, and that's where they stayed. I tried not to look over too much, but his gaze was like fire in my body. Seven to ten minutes went by without the creepy eyes leaving my body. I didn't mention anything to my friend right away because the man was within hearing distance, so I just kept my cool and I figured he was just a lonely creep wanting to watch two beautiful young girls while they chatted and ate. Not cool, but not necessarily sinister either. I have enough knowledge about stalkers and creeps to know what to do in this situation. Part of me wanted it to be nothing, and we'd just go about our day shopping and laughing like usual, with no weirdos on our tail. But the other part of me was fully on edge, and ready to take care of any danger we may be faced with. So, to test the strange waters, I said aloud, Hey, let's go get some Starbucks when we're done here so that we have enough energy to continue shopping. My friend agrees, and soon we grab our trays to dispose of the food. The man gets up from his table and begins walking in the direction of the Starbucks. We walk behind him about 20 feet for a bit, before just as I predicted, he walks right into the Starbucks. The guy was probably in his mid-twenties to early thirties. He was around six foot three, with bright red hair, and a very slim build. He stood ahead of us in the short line right before the counter. I got closer to him as he ordered. Hello, sir. What can I get you started for today? Asked the barista. Uh, yeah. Just give me that. He said in a low tone, 
pointing towards the first sweet treat he saw in the desserts case. Clearly spending no time thinking about his order, the barista grabbed the cake and finished the transaction. Then he just left. I was relieved to no longer see him even after we ordered and made our way to the next few stores. Unfortunately though, that's not the end of it. Honestly, I don't know how diligent I was being after that point. I was just glad he was gone. When we left the mall, I needed to pick up a few things for my mom from the Walmart across town. When we arrived there, I started on my list to begin the hunt for the items that my mom needed. We eventually find ourselves in the kids' toy aisle. I was grabbing a few things for my niece for Christmas. I remember leaving my friend in the aisle while I went to explore the next one over for more options. As soon as I rounded the corner, my heart stopped. There stood the guy from the mall, casually pretending to look at little girl toys. I froze for probably 30 seconds. He saw me, and when we made eye contact for a moment, I immediately turned my back the other way and grabbed my friend by the wrist, yanking her towards the front of the store with me without saying anything to her. When I felt we had enough distance, I called my mom to ask her what to do while very loudly explaining the situation so other shoppers around us could hear. She told us to check out as fast as possible and pay attention to the other cars as we drove the 20 minutes back to my apartment. Thankfully, that was the end of it, and we never did see him again. God only knows what his intentions were, but I'm certain they weren't any kind of good. Moral of the story, always be vigilant and trust your gut. Not to toot my own horn, but if I wasn't with my friend, I'm sure she would have ended up in a more terrifying situation, as she's just not as paranoid as I am. Be safe, everyone. Having been recently divorced with two kids of elementary age, I decided to move halfway across the country to be closer to my family. I quickly landed a job as a manager of a retail store that mostly catered to factory workers, firefighters, policemen, and city employees. The store was located in a plaza, and at about 5 o'clock, all of the shops and breakfast diners were closed, and my store was the only store open until 6 p.m., so it was deserted. It wasn't so bad during the summer, but in the winter months when it would get dark by 6 o'clock, it could get a little creepy. I'm not the type of person that scares easily. I'm always aware of my surroundings, and I've always been very athletic. Most of the time I close by myself. I became familiar with many of the regular customers that work for the city. Everyone was very polite and friendly. I didn't make one good friend who worked as a supervisor for the city. He would often bring his employees in for boots or uniforms that the city would supply for them every six months. There were also times where I couldn't leave the store for lunch, so he would offer to bring me a burger and we would sit and talk for a bit. Many times he would drop by after five on his way home or he would call. One day, about 15 minutes before closing, a man walked in the store. He was very tall and solidly built, and sat down. I remembered seeing him earlier standing across the street as I had walked to get something out of my SUV. He just watched me as I went back into the store. I started to ask him what kind of boots he was looking for, and the conversation quickly took a turn. 
they started saying some very strange things that made me very uncomfortable. Telling me how lonely he was and how bad he needed to be held and that he wanted a hug. He said that if I gave him a hug, he'd feel so much better, but I didn't acknowledge it. I knew I was in trouble. I thought if I ran towards the back door and didn't make it, no one would hear me scream. To get to the front door, I had to get past him, but he was big. When he was talking, he had a grin. I think he was trying to smile. So I started to think. I need to keep him talking, because I knew he was getting ready to make a move. So with one hand under the counter, I slowly took the phone off the cradle and hit a number on the store phone that would automatically call the last number that was called. It happened to be my friend who was on his way home. He heard a very weird conversation but couldn't really make out the man's voice or everything that was being said. But he got a really bad feeling and he automatically popped a U-turn and headed for the store. At this point, I had been trying to calmly keep the conversation going for about 15 minutes. But it seemed like everything was just going in slow motion. I absolutely knew if I told him that I needed to get out because I needed to close the store, that that would have been a signal to get up and do whatever he was going to do, because then he would know that no one was coming to help me close. And by this time, the store definitely should have been closed. I was trying to change the conversation, but he kept telling me how lonely he was and looking towards the back of the store because it was where we kept the overstock, and I just knew he was putting a plan together. We both got very quiet, and he still had that stupid grin on his face, but his eyes were not friendly. I don't know why I felt calm, but definitely anticipating the worst, I can only describe it as a quiet before the storm. He then stood up, and he just looked at me. Ten seconds later, the door flies open and walks in my friend, who's a little bit shorter, but also wider and muscular. He came and stood in front of the counter, then asking, why are y'all still open? Shouldn't you be closed by now? He then looked at the man standing there, then telling him, Sir, I think you need to go. The store's closed. The man got a huge grin on his face, looked at me, looked back at my friend, and never said a word. He stood there for about five seconds, turned around, and then finally walked out. I quickly locked the door, and my friend asked me what happened when I then started to tell him everything that happened, and that's when the tears just started to flow. My babies were in the back of my mind, and I knew it was going to be a knockdown dragout fight. These things can happen quickly, and I think what actually saved me was that I assessed the situation. I did what I could do to get help and not panic. A physical confrontation was my last resort. Always trust your gut and stay alert. This happened back in 2017. I had just graduated high school and I was working in lawn and garden in my local Walmart. Now, I was freshly 18, but certainly not naive. I've always been a fairly paranoid person, and thank God that I am. I was running the cash register when I had noticed a man in his early to mid-50s behind the lady I was checking out. He had a big smile on his face. I didn't find this too strange though, as a lot of people either force a smile or frown when getting rung up. When it was his turn, he kept the smile for the most part, 
and then he said I had beautiful eyes. Now working in retail, you tend to feel pressured to do and say nice things that you don't want to. I said thank you and took his payment, and then he asked me, Do you have a boyfriend? Usually I said yes to things like this, but my coworker next to me knew the truth, and I didn't trust her to keep her mouth shut, so I said no. His smile then got wider, and he asked, Well, would you like one? I handed him his receipt and said no. He then took his items and left. I thought that was weird, but just kept going on with my day. Now, I generally don't think too much into things, because I don't perceive myself as attractive. Well, fast forward about a week, and I see him in a crowd at Walmart once more, and he gives me that same big smile that I was now finding creepy. I began seeing him almost every day, no matter where I was in the store. I kept my eye on him, while also giving him the benefit of the doubt as well. Lots of people shop there every day, as there's nothing better to do where I live. During this time, I would work out after work. Not many people go to the gym at 10 o'clock at night, so it's pretty easy to see who's there. My gym had a pool, and the upper workout area overlooked the pool. I always ended my workout with a swim, and as I was doing some backstrokes, I glanced up at the window and I saw that same man from the store staring down at me with that god-awful grin. I officially knew that this was no accident, and I calmly got out of the pool. I rushed getting changed and went straight to my car. Luckily enough, he didn't follow me from the gym. After this, I started going on walks with a friend after work. On my day off, we decided to go to a river in my town to walk. And on our way back to our house, I had noticed a car following us. It wasn't dark yet, and I could see into their car. It was the same man. I didn't want him knowing where she lived, so I casually mentioned that I'm going to take a detour drive to her house. I took as many turns as I could before assuming he lost interest and quit following us. I then dropped her off and went home. There were a few other times I'd see him and managed to lose him. One day when I was working again, he stopped me while I was walking to the break room and asked if I had a boyfriend. This time I said yes and kept going. I put in my two weeks a few days later and I haven't seen him since. This may not be as intense as other stories, but still, definitely always be aware of your surroundings. Stalking can happen to anyone no matter how unappealing you may think you are. I was running a video store in a fairly sketchy part of Louisville, Kentucky, but there was a cop posted right outside our strip mall almost 24-7, so I felt fairly safe working the long late hours. However, I didn't live in the area, so I wasn't exactly street smart. I was working alone one afternoon, we hadn't been open very long. I was behind our large counter when a guy walks in wearing a hoodie with a hood over his head. Now, I may not be street smart, but I've watched enough true crime to know when someone comes into a store dressed like that in August with 100 degrees temperatures, they're up to no good. As I move behind the counter where our aluminum baseball bat is located, he asks for a certain movie. 
It's in alphabetical order in the drama section, I say, while pointing to the area. I could see a flash of frustration on his face. A few seconds later, he asked for another movie, without even going to the section for the first movie. It's in alphabetical order in the comedy section, like I said before. I say to him, letting him know there's no effing way I'm coming out from behind this counter. I should mention our office has automatic locks, and you need a code to enter to get into the way steps away from me. Hence the slight sarcasm in my response. Just then, this huge hulk of a man walks in. He was a regular. I greet him with a smile, while slightly nodding in would-be robber's direction. He nods, goes right over in the section that would-be robber was in. He looks would-be robber right in the face with a look of intimidation, scanning him up and down. Now, here's the scary part. Would-be robber goes to leave, scared and pissed that he didn't get me alone. He stops right at the door, looks me in the face, and then says, I'll get you later, and leaves. The other guy just looks at me and says, That guy was up to no good. I'm standing there like, yeah, you think? Realizing he didn't catch on to my cues at all. I excuse myself and run outside, but I didn't see the guy. So I ran to the cop's car nearby, and I gave him a description of the guy, and then looked into every store in the strip mall to make sure he wasn't trying to rob them as well. He got away, but I can never thank forensic files enough for teaching this small country town girl in a big city what can happen to women like me if I fell for his ploy? Fast forward two days. The closest store to me had their morning shift come in to find that their night shift staff were zip-tied in the office. They had been robbed at gunpoint at closing, and they were there overnight, tied up and terrified. I had tried warning everyone to be on alert on a conference call, but either I wasn't taken seriously, or the information wasn't shared with the entire staff. I was transferred to a store in my area shortly after. So yeah, that's the scariest thing to happen to me in a decade of retail management. Needless to say, when our stores finally closed down, I got out of retail for good. And I think I made the right choice. My first encounter was when I worked in retail in a local grocery store making subs in the deli. For context, I'm a female, and I was 18 at the time. This guy came in every single day wearing a trench coat and boots, even if it was 100 degrees outside. He was only creepy towards me, because I was the only young woman working there at the time in a deli with only 18 plus aged men. He definitely had some guts. Everyone I worked with would always warn me, and some would even work in my place when he came in. I was a smoker at the time, so he'd catch me outside, and I would always thank God that it was on camera, because I had the most eerie feelings about him. He actually made up a song all about my butt, and I had to report him to management. Thankfully, they felt the need to ban him from the store. I never found out his name, but now thinking back, I wish that I had asked. I wish that I had reported him to the police because he's probably still out there being a stalker weirdo. Anyways, I used to work at Cinnabon in the Ocean County Mall in Toms River, New Jersey. If you're from here, you know this mall sucks, 
and that stores go there to die. Anyhow, my manager had this store for quite some time, and he usually does well in the holiday season, so he keeps it. For context, this one happened when I was about 24, so I'm ridiculously nice, overly nice I think, and sometimes maybe even flirtatious without even knowing it. Working in retail, you kind of have to be. At least, that's what I thought. So, this one guy keeps coming in every single day, and he's kind of like a nerdy comic book type. I wear glasses, so I guess, I don't know, maybe I look like I'm into that type of stuff. Anyways, he comes to get Cinnabons one night, going on and on about some comic book, and how he just came up with the best concept ever for a fire mask slash hood, and he's going to try and sell it all over and get a patent for all this stuff. And I'm engaging because he's the customer. Well, my dad was also a fireman, so I was kind of interested in the fire mask concept, to be honest. He eventually leaves, and all is fine. Well, he comes back for months and months on end, and I honestly didn't know what to do or say. I knew something felt weird about it, but I couldn't really pinpoint what exactly it was. He felt harmless, and maybe he just wanted to be friends. So my friend breaks down on the side of the road, and this guy was apparently an engineer of some type, and he helps him fix the car. All is good, and they're on their merry way. But now I felt like an obligation to be nice to this creep. So he keeps coming back, and he gets a Cinnabon and iced coffee, never leaving right away, ever. Always just staying to hang around. Looking back, my fiancé would have probably kicked his ass if I told him, but maybe that's why I didn't say anything. I didn't want him to be mad or feel like he needed to do anything about it at the time. Like I said, I was kind of a rebellious woman. One night though, he asked me to go out to his car with him to look at the fire mask. And I said, yeah, sure, what the heck? What could this harmless person even do to me? I have this power trip thing where sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I'm invisible. As I'm getting ready to go outside, I turn to my coworker and say, If I'm not back in five minutes, call security. And if I'm not back in ten minutes, call the cops. So I get out to his car, look at the fire mask, and all is fine. I walk back inside and I felt a sense of relief come over me. I felt like I had just been touched by an angel. To be completely honest with you, I don't know what this guy's intentions were. But I feel like he had second-guessed himself for some reason and decided not to do whatever he was going to. Flash forward like two years later, and I had a baby. So I took some time off work to focus. And when I returned, he realized really quickly, and he started coming back. He started coming during the day even, and asking about me. This is a family-owned business, so my mom works there, my aunt, my cousin, sister, brother, you name it. So, as I said earlier, I own a cleaning business, and I left some business cards on the register to get some people to take them and spread the word. Well, you guessed it. He got my business card. He found my phone number, email, and Facebook. Literally everything. He started texting me, telling me he has an awesome pool house, and how he wanted me and all my friends to come by and play some poker, and also have a drink and have a good time. We never did end up going and I really don't know what would have happened if we did. 
I'm honestly afraid that he knows where I live now because of my business card. I hope I don't see him again, though, even if he didn't do anything malicious. He was still kind of weird with the way he did and went about things. Sometimes I feel like I'm crazy about the whole situation, and maybe I was just being too paranoid. Maybe he really was just an oddball with no real bad intentions, but I don't know. I'm still going to keep a guard up just to be safe. I'll be using different names for this story, as the real people involved were covering the media, and I don't know if they'll ever find this, but here goes. This is the story of how one thing in my first ever job indirectly gave me anxiety, traumatized me, and also shattered my innocent view of the world. Before this happened, I thought that I was safe, and that nobody I cared about would ever get hurt over stupid shit. How stupid and naive I was. At my first ever job out of high school, I worked for a big chain retail store. Ours was a 24-hour superstore that never closed. To give a brief layout of the store that'll help with the rest of the story later, the grocery part of the store with registers 1 to 5, and four of the eight self-checkout registers was on the left. Then there was the liquor section in the vision center, and the clothing slash home goods section were on the right side, along with registers 6 to 12, and the remaining four self-checkouts. I spent eight years there, and the worst thing that I saw happen were drunks, shoplifters on occasion, and the weirdly dressed weirdos and freaks. I had many friends there due to my sweet personality, as people called it. They say I'm a true gold-hearted person. I really don't see it, but if they say it, I'll let them believe it. I had a really good friend there who I'll call Cher. That's not her real name because she suffered enough as is, so I'm using this alias instead. I really beg all of you to be respectful and try and understand why I'm using aliases. That'll become apparent in a bit. She was in her 50s and blonde, bubbly, but still very work-oriented. She was a regular mama bear towards me and many of the little honeys, as she liked to call us newer hires. I loved her to pieces, and I would often see her outside of work as well. Our family lived on a lake, so we'd often go boating and see Cher and her family swimming at a sandbar about five miles from her house. We'd wave to them from the boat, and often swim in the lake water with her grandkids, as well as her sweet dog, Biscotti. I really treasure those memories, because it would be some of the last times Cher and I would ever see each other. There was another cashier I worked with often, Jessie. She was tall, thin, around her early 30s, with pale brown hair and brown eyes. She had a soft, sweet voice and demeanor that made her seem angelic. Oh, if only people could see the real her, the true self she hid from the world. Maybe then this terrible thing would have never happened. About a week prior, I was having lunch in the back with Jessie, and she had asked me out of the blue, What do you think of Cher? I looked up from the chicken fried rice that I'd just gotten from the deli department, and after swallowing my mouth full, I said, Um, she's pretty cool. I really like her. Why? Jessie's face screwed up into one that looked like something akin to anger or disdain before she simply replied, I hate her. I wish you were dead. 
I was shocked. Every time I was with Cher or took over for our breaks, she was very sweet and kind to me, not deserving of death at all. I told Jesse not to say such things and that nobody deserves death. She then gave me a sickly sweet smile, got up, then patted my head, saying, You're too cute and innocent. Never lose that, even if the world turns on you. As she walked away, I watched her go. My insides were cold, and I felt nauseous. I told the managers about what Jesse had said, but they told me she was only joking. Oh, how I wish she had been. How I fucking wish. On August 14th, 2013, I remember the day it happened, because it'll forever be burned in my memory. I was on a bus trip with my mom, my grandma, and my other grandma and my aunt. We were all riding on the bus heading back home from up north where the trip had been. When my mom gets a text on her phone from my uncle, her youngest brother, it read, Hey, is Dusk with you? Confused, my mom replied back with, Yeah, she is. Why? What's going on? My uncle replies back ten seconds later with, No reason. Never mind. What the fuck? I asked my mom what my uncle had said, and she handed me the phone. I looked at the conversation and showed it to Graham. She told me to call my uncle to get the reasoning, but then my aunt chimed in, and she said that we'd get answers once we got home. When we arrived at the pickup spot, my uncle was waiting to take me, Grant, and Mom back to Grant's house where our car was, while my auntie was taking Graham home. When we met up with my uncle, he told us someone had shot a cashier at my store. I was shocked, along with my mom and Gran. I then asked my uncle who did it, but he was very vague about it. When we arrived at Gran's house, mom and Gran sat in the garage to have a drink together and talk about random things. I went into the house to watch some TV. While doing some channel surfing, I then saw a news report on the shooting. And what I saw and heard shocked me to my core. There was a mugshot of Jesse, and the victim was Cher. I screamed. I screamed so loud that my mom and Gran came running to see if I was okay. I was stunned. Jesse had said Cher deserved to die. Had she actually accomplished what she said? I was stunned. I'd been right. For months, Jesse had been giving Cher dirty looks and saying random things like, She should be dead. Why is she still here? And if nobody will do it, then I should. And the days that followed, I was pretty messed up. I barely ate, sleep was nearly non-existent, and I felt numb to everything. Many of my coworkers were dealing badly with it too, so our manager brought in a grief counselor to try and help us sort through everything. I went three days after the shooting, and I told the counselor through tears that I felt guilty for not doing more to perhaps protect Cher. He told me that I was just experiencing survivor's guilt, or something like that. I really can't remember everything he told me. On April 23, 2015, Jesse was sentenced to 30 years for attempted first-degree murder. I didn't attend the trial, but I learned a few things about Jesse during the days and weeks that followed. Jesse had delusions that she was being tailed by the mafia or some drug cartel, and that Cher was part of the cartel. She had three little boys with her husband. The youngest of the three 
having severe mental disabilities, and needing constant care. This hurt the most because not only did Jessie screw up her own life, but also the life of her husband, who I'd met many times in the store while working, and those sweet kids as well. I never met them, but oh God, those poor sweet ones. In her store locker, there was four boxes of ammo and another gun, which made a lot of people think that Sheer wasn't her only target. And finally, she had asked her husband just a few days prior to the shooting, where do I shoot a person if I want to do the most damage? Fortunately, Sheer survived, but she was never the same after that, and neither was I. My innocent thoughts of how everything would be okay was shattered. I wasn't very forthcoming to people anymore, and I lived with that guilt for a while, until I realized the living stuck in that moment wasn't living. I cut all ties to Jesse and kept positive until the day I left that store. I'm doing much better now, but my mind sometimes drifts to that horrible day and that former friend of mine that changed my life with a single gunshot. I sometimes still can't believe it. I was working in my first ever job in retail. I was around 20 years old. It was a busy morning around 9am and somewhere mid-December, hence why I was so busy. I was working the checkouts as per usual, scanning items, ringing up customers, and all that jazz. About an hour into my shift, I was serving an elderly man who had bought a handful of items. After giving him a subtotal, another guy behind him smelling of booze had stretched out, handing me cash. I kindly told him that I wasn't serving him. I was serving the man in front of him. Then I looked down and I saw that he was buying some cheap knockoff branded Baileys, some booze, and of course, I figured out this guy was wasted. Just as I was taking payment from the elderly man, I was planning in my head how I was going to tell the next guy that I can't sell alcohol to him as he's already drunk. And this was my first job and I had never really encountered anything like this before. So I finished serving, and now on to the drunk guy. I had looked around in hopes to find another colleague or my manager, but not one in sight was available to help. So I looked at the man, and just before I opened my mouth, I felt what felt like someone grabbed a fistful of my hair, and then something sharp poking me in the back. And of course, a man whispered in my ear, which I also smelled alcohol on his breath. Hey, serve my mate. He then pushes which I'm assuming was a knife harder into my back. Now! In complete shock, I said nothing, just scanned the bottle, took the cash, and they were gone. I quickly then turned around to my colleague working the checkouts behind me, but all they did was look at me and asked if I was okay, completely unaware of what just happened. Then I went for my break. I see my manager pass by, so I rush over to him to tell him what just happened. All he did was laugh at me because he thought I was joking, but then criticized me for selling alcohol to someone under the influence. Whatever that sharp object was that was in my back cut me. Before my break, I could feel blood running down my back, and it was sore. But of course, you didn't see the blood, as my uniform was black. I screamed. It's true though. It happened. I turned around and lifted my hair, as I have very long hair. Why don't you lift up my shirt or get one of the female workers to do it? I'm telling you, this guy fucking sliced me. But the manager just responded back with, Ugh, no, 
I don't want to see you lift up your shirt. Then just walked away, staring at his phone. Well, I didn't return to finish my shift. I snuck out of the store, took a taxi, and went home. My mom cleaned up my back and dressed it. She then called my work the next morning to tell them I won't be returning. As the manager's incompetence to take action when I could have almost been stabbed over a fucking bottle. For some context, I'm a 16-year-old Hispanic girl. I used to work at a local grocery store that is super popular in my area. I've had many encounters that spooked me, but this one takes the cake. I was working my 5pm to 10pm shift, which I enjoy since during the night hours it tends to be quiet. Whenever it's quiet, I usually fix the bread aisle or the wine and beer. This particular night, however, I just finished up fixing the bread aisle and I was sent back to the register. Me and this other girl were the only cashiers working, and only one male manager who I'll call Zach. Zach was really the only manager who seemed to care about me. I told him about the harassment that I've gotten in the past, so he was very vigilant of the customers I handled. Anyways, I was standing at the end of my lane waiting for someone to cash out when this man came up to us. I noticed he was only carrying a shit ton of light bulbs, which wasn't too strange, but it was kind of funny to see. The first thing that I found odd was the way that he acted. He seemed way too happy and energetic at this time of night, but I didn't think too much into it. So which lane should I go to? Hmm. The man then said in the most creepy tone I've ever heard. He looked straight at me with a really big smile, then sang, You know... I think I'll pick you. I have really severe anxiety, so when he said that, my heart started racing, but I just gave him a fake smile and then laughed. While I was checking him out, he leaned into my area and stared me down with a smile that almost looked impossibly big. Zag noticed I was uncomfortable, so he then came over and begged for me. You really have the prettiest eyes. I just smiled and said thank you. I noticed that he then looked at my hands. I have long acrylic nails and I'm pretty much known for them and I'm already kind of used to customers commenting on them so I was already kind of expecting him to say something about how long they were but instead he said Wow, your nails are so long. I bet you're an amazing back scratcher. That caught me off guard but I just said back Yeah, my boyfriend thinks so. I was hoping that bringing up my boyfriend would make him back off, but no. When I said that, his smile got even bigger. Maybe you should give me a sample of it. I just fake laughed and looked back down. Zack had tried talking to the man, but his eyes were totally fixated on me. And whenever he did say something to Zack, it was always about me. My anxiety was getting so bad, I could feel a panic attack coming, which is really common for me but my attacks are so severe to the point where I actually stop breathing. I knew I had to calm myself down really quickly, so I shot Zack a glance of help, but he didn't look at me. He just kept looking at the man. I finished checking him out, and I was getting so relieved that he would be leaving, but not as soon as I thought. I handed him the bag, and I told him to have a good night. He smirked at me, went up to Zack, then said, she has such pretty eyes, doesn't she? She's so pretty. I need to stand back before I end up doing something to her. 
he began to move closer to me. I was paralyzed in fear. I tried to move, but I couldn't. I felt the panic attack starting to come, but then Zach stepped in and tried to lead him to the front door to get him out. And to my horror, instead of leaving, the man just stood there watching me work from behind the automatic doors. When I turned around, I saw that he was staring right at my ass, and I got so sick to my stomach that I had to leave my register to sit down. Once the man left, Zach told me to call my mom and tell her to come pick me up early, because he knew I was starting to get the attack. She picked me up, and I told her what happened, and being the protective Puerto Rican mom that she is, she almost made a U-turn to go back and find him. I told her not to, though, because he already left, and beating the shit out of him really wouldn't solve anything. When I finally arrived home, I told my boyfriend. He was really pissed off, but he also knew about all the other issues I've had as well, and he wanted to make sure I was okay. Luckily, I never saw that man again, and I quit that job months later due to health reasons. Needless to say, I really hope that I never have to deal with someone like that ever again. Back in the 90s, I worked for a big box hardware store. This was long before the Me Too movement. That sort of work environment was very testosterone filled. Even the managers were like this. Sexual harassment was just really common and the coworkers thought nothing of it. I worked for this company for 10 years. One of the store managers told me I had a nice ass. I was young and I didn't know how to react to his statement. Not only was sexual harassment rampant, abuse from customers was a daily occurrence because this company's policy was to always make the customer happy. We had a very liberal return policy and would often give cash returns on merchandise. Our Friday and Saturday evenings were the busiest times for returns, especially for the addicts. I have two occurrences to share, one of customer abuse and one of sexual harassment. One day I refused to take back a defective garbage disposal. The brand had a manufacturer's date on the item. That disposal was disgusting, and when I looked at the date, it was over five years old. I told the customer, I'm sorry, but I can't take this back without a receipt. Of course, he didn't have a receipt. I gave him back his item, and he was arrayed. He was so arrayed that he waited at the front door for about an hour just staring at me and mouthing threats to me. This was at the returns desk, which was right at the entrance, so I could see him. I finally called loss prevention to have him removed. We were very busy, and again, I was in my early 20s, and I didn't know how to handle this, and I feared that not taking back this ancient disposal would affect my job. Luckily, loss prevention said I did the right thing since this person frequented the returns counter with various items to get cash. Now on to the sexual harassment. When a good-looking woman would walk into the store, associates would always pass this along to each other via their walkie-talkies and swarm to the poor woman asking if she needed help, and they would follow her around at the store, ignoring all the other customers in their departments just to get a good look at a hot girl. One time I was asked by two male customers to get some tile grout from the top shelf of the racking. This required me to climb the tall ladder to get it, which I did. When I came back down to give it to them, they then told me, Yeah, we didn't need the grout. We just wanted to see you climb the ladder. I was really pissed and humiliated. 
but with that sort of culture being accepted around there, who could I really complain to? The most creepiest thing happened to me when I worked in RTVs, which was returned to vendor. It was my job to give the store credit for defective merchandise so we didn't eat the cost. All the defective merchandise was stored in a really large cage next to the receiving department, and vendors would visit regularly to inspect the defective items and say yes, I give credit for this, or no, I won't. One day, a millwork vendor came in. We were on good terms because I've worked with him many times before. He was a nice guy, and he didn't really give any creeper vibes. He said that he'd give me credit for all the molding that I had in the cage. I turned to look at him because I had been printing up the paperwork, and my back was towards him. When I turned to say, Okay, great, thanks. This man had his penis fully out of his pants, standing there. I felt faint, and I pretended not to say anything. I handed him his paperwork for signature without turning around, and he gave it back to me, and then left. I told my store manager, and his reply was a chuckle, and then say, Well, what do you expect? For reference, I had done some print ads for the company, so I was considered a good-looking girl. I called the vendor's company and reported it. They said they'd look into it, but I never heard back. It wasn't until he did it to a cashier that they believed me. He got to keep his job. He was just moved to a different area and wasn't allowed in our store anymore. Harassment continued in its various forms, so I eventually left the company. I really hope they fix this problem because it was very toxic. It was my first real job and a learning experience. I'll never put up with that sort of treatment ever again. I now have a degree and a really great job that lets me make my own schedule. If I get any weirdness, I'm free to say that I don't want to see this person anymore. And thankfully, they're very understanding. I work at a retail store that sells parts, feed, and the like. On a slow night, the store manager and I were closing, but it was pretty slow, so he let me go home early. I absolutely jumped at this opportunity, as I have two jobs that are extremely physically demanding, and I'm always tired. It's also important for you to know that I've been borrowing my brother's car, and this car has many electrical issues. I'll get into that in a moment. My drive home is about 45 minutes, and it's on one of those country roads that you may have heard songs about. Sure, they're great, but there's no street lights. And don't even get me started on the quality of asphalt either. So I'm in this little Kia, which all the gauges and speedometer needles jump around on the dash, depending on the humidity and temperature, and I have to manually keep track of how much gas is left in the tank by simply doing the math. The gauge can't be trusted. Well, I guess I messed up that week, because on my way home from work that night, the car just started to sputter and then just died right there. The electrical was all okay, but the engine just quit. I had been texting my other manager all throughout the shift. He and I had become friends. He was close to my age, had similar interests, was cute, etc. But I hadn't shared that our store manager had let me go early, so I texted him and said, Hey, what if I told you I was stuck on the side of the highway? Now, you may wonder, why didn't I text this brother I've spoken of, or why didn't I call another friend? This is because, number one, 
I knew this manager lived close by and would absolutely be the guy to lend a helping hand. And number two, my brother turns his ringer off at 8 p.m., so he wouldn't even answer. And number three, my brother and I had just moved to this state, and at the time, we hadn't made friends with anyone yet. My manager texted back, Hang on, for real? Do you need help? As I was typing back a reply, a green Dodge Ram then drove up. It was a little beat up, but had a nice new set of LED headlights and a light bar on the top. Their high beams and light bar were on, so I couldn't see their faces. As far as I could tell, there were at least two men inside. The drivers rolled down their window, and I hear an accented voice then call out. Hello, beautiful. Are you okay? How about you hop in the truck? We'll take good care of you. I'm a 5'10", 22-year-old woman who in work boots is almost 6 feet tall. I'm not as built as I was in high school, just athletic enough to handle someone my own size, but not two grown men. I'd gotten out of my car to see if I could see where the nearest landmark was, but I couldn't. So I'd walk back down to my car at this point. I stood there with my feet planted, reached behind my belt, above my rear end, and an attempt to appear to be reaching for a gun, which I didn't have. Foolish? Maybe. Desperate? Absolutely. I pointed up the road with my left arm, and then said in my meanest mean girl voice, Get the fuck out of here! And somehow, it worked. I have no idea how, but it did. The truck sped off like it couldn't get away fast enough, which looking back really makes me laugh now. I called the police and I told them roughly where I was, which took some figuring out since I was so new to the area. Maps wasn't really helping a ton. I then called my manager to tell him what happened. He got there before the cops did, with a full gas can. Turned out he was literally around the corner at a friend's house watching the game and his friend had a gas can. He said it was perfect timing, as he had turned down a weekend trip with a friend, and this other friend randomly invited him over just two hours before this all went down. He poured all the gas that he had into my car, which started nicely, and followed me to the nearest station and paid for the rest of my tank. He also accidentally bumped my door closed, locking me out, so we had to wait for a tow truck for three hours. Definitely a funny way to end the night. We sat on the back of his tailgate and talked the whole time, and I even broke down crying after the adrenaline had gone down a bit. He held me by my shoulders and reassured me that I was safe. We actually had some really good laughs that night, which made it very memorable. He told me that he really admired my ability to see the humor in the situation and how I didn't let it get to me. We've been dating for five months now, and as funny as it sounds, I'm almost glad that I almost got kidnapped. <laughs>